welcome to SFL Podcast, a podcast platform where you can document, record and share our teaching and learning experiences uh, in the SFL and PrEP program. Um, today we are joined by uh, myself, Friday Longway and Ian, and we've got our very special guests. Would you do us a favour, Ian, and introduce our special guests? Certainly. It's my great pleasure to introduce to you Monique Gumish bullman and Don Dungan. Both Monique and Don are two of the longest serving members of the SFL. They are here today to talk about their personal development project, which concerns happiness in the classroom. Welcome Monique and welcome Don. Thank you, happy to be here. Thank you and we're glad to be here. Great, great to see you. Looking forward to this. Yeah, welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for finding the time uh, to come and speak to us about your uh, research. So to get us started, um, I have a few questions for you. Uh, but before that, um, because your project is about happiness in the classroom, um, this reminded me of the famous quotation by Abraham Lincoln, which says, most people are about happy as they make up their minds to be. So with reference to that, what was the inspiration to start this project? Not so much inspiration as the duty to do a professional development project. And the choice actually was quite easy because I started thinking about it. What is an area where I really would like to develop? And I was like, I already know everything. That's what you get when you get to my age. Right. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, what well, is really a hot topic at the moment, especially in the psychology field? And that's the emotions, especially happiness in the workplace. And I wanted to do this project with somebody who's very, very close to me, and that's my mate, Don. So that's how it all came about. Right. Okay, uh, interesting. Over to you, Ian. What's the next question? Right. Um, simply, is it possible to measure happiness in association with one's field of work? Of course it is, and, that, and that's what our research went into. We uh, researched its happiness in other fields, and then we specifically looked for happiness in teachers and narrowed it down to just focusing on that because there are several surveys out there that check people's happiness. Uh, probably one of the most famous is the Oxford happiness scale, right. which has mm -hmm. been around mm -hmm. for quite some time. And that is a global research project really, where they uh, look for the happiness uh, score in all different kinds of work fields. And that's also where we got a lot of our inspiration from. Okay, okay, thank you for that. Now, um, I know this project has been running for quite a while now. So uh, our next question is, uh, initially you studied this before the outbreak of uh, the pandemic, COVID-19. What was the impact of the pandemic on your research? The, the impact of COVID has actually been good for us because we've been able to, because it changed our focus from just the classroom to the online classroom. Mm -hmm. Our first survey, we, teacher, we surveyed teachers who, were, who had just been teaching in the classroom, face-to-face. -face. 
The right. second yeah. survey we've done, we've kind of turned it around. Now every, all the teachers were teaching from from on, online, so we've we've gathered statistics from online and from in the classroom. So we have both of those all in one hand now. It, it actually has enriched our project. You so, could say. So uh, just on that. Um, from what you gathered in your research, was there actually a difference, teachers working face-to-face -face or online, in terms of how happy they were? Yes. Yes. So there, there are two, if you look at it, because mm -hmm. we went into this uh, totally statistically, and there are two significant differences, really, between the online classroom and the face-to-face -face classroom. Uh, the first one is really uh, the respect that teachers feel they get from students. And I think there was a positive change. Uh, teachers actually really feel that they are treated with respect by the students who are in the online classroom. Oh. Of course, you have to take into account that mm -hmm. not all students are in the online classroom at least they weren't last year right so but for those who are in the classroom actually they treated teachers with m uh, much more respect compared to face-to-face -face classes yeah. do, do you remember the other difference not off the top of my head right no. okay all right Ian okay um, according to your research what are the main determinants of happiness for people as individuals well, there's been quite a bit of research into that, and because happiness has been around as long as people have Indeed. been around. Yeah, that's right, that's correct. As well as, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, well as sadness. <laughs> that's it. So yeah. there are quite a few sources where we could go into. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's important to first state that happiness is determined by three main factors the main factor actually is genetically Genetics. oh dear really 50 percent <laughs> so 50 percent of happiness yes. determined by your genes yeah so yep. if you come from a pretty happy family you are you, you can be pretty happy yourself um, mm -hmm. Another factor definitely is your... 10% comes from your environment, the environment you're, you're in. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then the actual best part of our research is the fact that you have the chance to change 40% of your happiness is up to you. Life choices. It's by the choices you make that helps you, that you can change how you actually become a happier teacher. Because you can be 50, yeah. 60% mm -hmm. happy or you can be, be up to 80, 90% a happy teacher. Right. And what comes up especially, and I think I might be jumping to your next question because I have a feeling that you might go into the work <laughs> God, yeah, situation yeah, yeah, after this. Yeah. So uh, in the work situation, what definitely plays a role, again, is how happy are you actually in your private life? Mm -hmm. Because what you have at home, you bring to work. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then in the work situation for us as teachers is definitely the management, management and huh? how they value you and whether they give enough mm -hmm. praise. Uh, we have our colleagues. Do we get support 
from our colleagues, that is also something that can make us incredibly happy mm -hmm. if we feel that that support system is in place. And we talked about this earlier, the respect we get from students, that's also incredibly, incredibly important. Right. Yes, you mentioned the word praise, um, which, I, which I think is absolutely right, but also um, in connection with this, um, um, from the management and from our students, um, um, we should get recognition, acknowledgement, and I think this actually feeds us, and then this we can um, generate more in the way of happiness. You are absolutely right here, absolutely. Okay, so um, I mean, still on the question of what determines to be happy, uh, uh, happiness in, in teachers, I was just thinking, so, um, you know, some people tend to have these negative mindset, and that's the way they cope with maybe, let's say, stressful situations. Uh, they look at a situation on a more negative, with a negative mindset, and they come up with a way of how they can actually uh, manage the situation to achieve positive outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to happiness in the classroom, do you think that can also affect how the teachers actually uh, manage the environment in the classroom? Of course. I think, and I think, think students feed off of that. If you mm -hmm. go in there with a negative attitude towards a class, they mm -hmm. feed off of it. If you go in there tired, your class is going to be tired. They, they feed off of you. Mm -hmm. If you go there energetic, even if they're down, they'll do their best to be energetic. They'll follow you, for the most part. For the most part, right. There has been exceptions to the rule. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe, because uh, you somehow answered uh, one of the questions that we wanted to ask you. Maybe we can move on then to uh, the sixth question there. Um, as teachers, where can you say then, does our joy and happiness come from? Oh, there's some beautiful research into that. Yeah. A lot of it comes from helping students that are having a difficult time and seeing mm -hmm. them progress. Having old students come back and want to see us, that's, that adds to our happiness. And the feeling that we are making a difference in them, especially mm -hmm. with English. When we can see them coming in not knowing it or afraid to use it, yeah. and suddenly we can see them using it and telling you that they're using it, it's fantastic. It's a great feeling for teachers. Uh, for anyone who's interested in reading more about this, mm -hmm. we can really advise to go into Rosemary Sutton's research because she really is the expert on emotions and teaching and the classroom. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for that. But as we mentioned before, there are several factors that determine how happy one person is. So how did you collect and collect your data on happiness? since some factors can be subjective. For example, uh, it's arguable uh, some people uh, having more free time and financial security helps to improve mental stability, reduces stress and anxiety. However, this might not be the case for everybody else. So, but how did you collect your data? Well, just like you said, it's subjective. So what, mm -hmm. we, what we did is we've taken off of, we've taken information from the different surveys we've done and we've given our teachers those questions mm -hmm. to see, and that's what we went with. Yeah. And the funny part about that is we started off with like 78 questions. We sent that up to management and said, we want to ask these teachers these 78 questions. And management said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Too many questions, though, 78. <laughs> yeah. So it, it started at 78, so we worked it down to like 25, and they said, people, that's still too much. Yeah. So yeah. we finally got it down to 13 questions. So we, we narrowed the survey down into specific areas then. 
Uh, we, we were really a bit in hot water because happiness, of course, is a subjective mm -hmm. thing. It's difficult to measure an emotion and which factors influence happiness and which factors are influenced by happiness. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wanted to do a project where the results would be so reliable and valid that nobody could get around it. So this really forced us to do the research in a reliable setup, right. which mm -hmm. meant that we approached every single instructor within mm -hmm. the School of Foreign Languages, both on the first survey and on the second survey, online teaching and the first one, face-to-face -face teaching. And what made us incredibly happy, you could say, was that we got about a 70% response rate. Yeah, that's quite a good response rate, that. It's incredibly high, incredibly high. And this has made our research something that you can look at yeah. in a way. There's some validity to it. It's yeah. quite valid. Yeah, something needs to be done with it. Something can be done with it. And that's only part of what we have to do because mm -hmm. next we're going to be having interviews with teachers. And that's where we expect the real information to come out. Because right now we get in a survey, we get in a paper form. Mm -hmm. We want to see people's emotions, actions, and what they actually say about it. Because that's what's going to feed the, the main part of our research here. Right, okay. Okay, thank you. Um, what challenges, if any, did you come across during this research? We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Did we have any challenges? <laughs> the biggest challenge is, I thought, was getting the research together, getting the information that yeah. other people have published, mm -hmm. and then getting it down to what we wanted. Because if you start, once you start looking, there's massive amounts of information out there. But we can't use all that information, nor would we want to. So just cutting, narrowing it down to what we had, because we started with like 30, 40, 50 pages of stuff and to get it down to something where we can make a presentation for a few minutes on, that was time consuming and a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was enjoyable at the same time because we learned as we're trying to teach. Uh, for me, the biggest challenge actually came after we had done the survey, set them out, got the results back, and I wanted to do the statistical anal analysis. Uh -huh. And I couldn't get the connection through to the university network to do my SPSS work mm -hmm. because of COVID. I was working from home and oh. I really had a bad connection there. Right, I see. Okay. And right. Monique did all the statistical <laughs> stuff on it. What a word, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, following your research and the data analysis, in what ways can uh, teachers develop that positive feeling and be able to create a happy classroom environment? The first starts with their general outlook. If they start becoming happier, they'll, they'll be mm -hmm. happier, it'll spread, it's contagious. Definitely. You go into the classroom happy, your students are going to be happier. You need to start being thankful for little things. Yeah, because sometimes teachers, when we go into the classroom, it's hard to see anything we like. We know they're not going <laughs> to like it. We know this. But to start looking out for little things. Yeah. Uh, an example from my, from my personal experience is I went into a classroom one time, and I hated going into this classroom. They weren't well behaved. I, working with them was, was like actual work. And I started thinking, okay, what can I do to change them around? Mm -hmm. And I would see a girl, and I'd say, you know, I like your shoes today. You're wearing nice shoes. 
and then start looking for somebody that's, yeah. a, a boy would get a haircut said I like your haircut and just by a little bit of a relationship with them in something positive as opposed to exactly. something negative, yeah. mm -hmm. you could see them start turn, turning around. And as one turned around, others would turn around too. Yeah. So it was a point of recognition. 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 Yeah. And you're not teaching a, a, a class, you're teaching an individual. Exactly. So 20 individuals in each class. You're, you're, what you're doing is an, yeah. an incredible job. And it, it's not so different for teachers as for any any other person really mm -hmm. uh, for this Sean Aker really the main guy in positive psychology at the moment he has this ad advice list you s could say some tips on how to become a happier person now and that's what we need be a happier person now so you can be a happier person in the classroom right uh -huh. and uh, one of his tips is every day just keep a journal and write down three things that have made you happy or three things that have made you feel grateful three things that have just made you smile during the day and uh, in psychology this is very old in the workplace this is pretty new and we asked our coach on our project quite a few people might know him um, who was your coach, Hardin, by the way? Hardin. Oh, Hardin, Hardin right. Okay. <laughs> and we asked him to do this because yeah. he was uh -huh. like, ah, oh, I don't know about this. And he actually did it. And he had to say, yeah, there are three things at least every day that made him happy, that made him smile. Oh. And mm -hmm. they can be such small things. For example, I sat on the bus this morning coming into work and I looked out of the window and in a bus stop in the, you know one of those things next to the bench was a dog on his back really feeling happy into the groove yeah. and I had this enormous goofy smile on my face because that dog just looked so good there and you have to remember that feeling put it in your heart Put it in your head, you become a happier person. And when you go into class and things aren't going right, close your eyes, think of that dog, and you'll be all right. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway to feeling, feeling better. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Um, what, um, what's the timeline for this research in terms of finalizing and making a conclusion? Oh, everything has been extended. Because of COVID, uh, everything has been extended. So we're going to, we plan on starting the um, teacher interviews when we come back to class. Because right now with half the teachers teaching online, half the teachers teaching at school, mm -hmm. it'd be really, really difficult to do the interviews right now. So once everybody comes back to school, we're going to start interviewing all the teachers the different teachers and stuff in a sort of focus group set up definitely a focus focus group that's going to be one of the main it's not going to be an individual thing it's going to be as a focus group because i think people can speak freer when they're around other people and they'll bring up memories and different things and i think it's yeah. very creative like that mm -hmm. so we'll do focus groups with teachers and then after that we'll go into doing the uh, classroom observations, classroom observations. And observations. Especially yeah. of teachers who Is really say, I'm a happy teacher, please come, watch me, and we hope to get some tips and, uh, well, good experiences from that. 
that we can include in our final report. And that should be ready Exciting. Yeah. next next year, May? Probably. Next year. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see. All right. So in, in closing, uh, could you please provide a summary of your project and what recommendations can other teachers take away from what you uh, researched on so far? Okay. Then they, they have to take away that, okay, we know that part of being happy is genetics. <laughs> yeah. We know Can't that. Half of it is that, genetics. Right? But there are parts that you can change. Uh -huh. So you can be, be being grateful for little things in life, becoming a happier person, mm -hmm. not looking at everything as a negative thing, becoming more of an optimist than a pessimist. There's certain things you can do. Mm -hmm. And we, we can work, after we do the interviews with the teachers, the focus groups, we'll, leave, we'll be able to give you even more specific information mm -hmm. because that's where we, we're going to get a lot of our information yeah. to finish up mm -hmm. this report. Okay. Well, um, we would like to thank you again for making the time to come and talk yes, to us you about your much. project. Uh, very uh, informative, and I'm sure most teachers would find this very beneficial if they can look into your project and what you have uh, researched on. Yes, Ian, anything to say before we go? Yes, may, may I add that um, uh, you, can find, um, you can find this podcast on the Spotify platform, um, SFL. Um, dash IUE podcasts and also on our Blackboard Prep School page. Okay. Right, so once again, thanks again. Uh, You're more than welcome. Monica Dunn. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Friday. <laughs> right. Thank um, you again, Monique and Don. Thank you right. very much for having us. We've enjoyed this. Thank you. A great pleasure. A great pleasure. We're happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye everybody thanks for listening